Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of You Want to Split That, the podcast that combines interesting people and fast food. My name is Bailey Engel. Happy football season. I have the perfect guest for football season, Mr. Jerry Rice. Come on out. No, I'm just kidding. That'd be really cool, though. I have someone better. If you're a Virginia Tech fan, the only real taste of football season, at least so far, has been from these amazing videos that Hokie Vision has put out on social media. Well, the cool thing is one of my best buds is the guy who makes them, Mr. Daniel Sabatino. He is the associate director of creative content for the athletics department, and travels with the football team and previously with the men's basketball team as well. I met Daniel six years ago doing broadcasts on now the defunct Hokies Extra on Hokiesports.com. We used to do live streams on there before the ACC Network came out. Anyway, so Daniel insisted on picking something from Taco Bell, and he turned out to be a pretty cheap date with a new $5 grilled cheese burrito box. It comes with a taco, cinnamon twists, and this pretty substantial burrito. I know this is the second burrito we've had on the podcast so far, but this one's from Taco Bell. It comes with beef, rice, cheese inside, and then here's the big twist, extra melted cheese on top. It's a concerning amount of food for a very low price, but I had a great time talking with my pal over Zoom a few weeks ago. So here it is. You want to split that episode number three, killing a big grilled cheese burrito box from Taco Bell with Mr. Daniel Sabatino. All right, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing this. Um, I'm really glad you can be on with my podcast. It's all about renewable energy and fracking. So I'm very happy to have you as my guest. How do you feel about that? Absolutely. I'm I don't know if you could have gotten a better guest to talk about uh, oh, renewable really? energy fracking. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm second best. At worst, I'm the second best. Okay. Let's uh, dive into what, what do we have here? The grilled cheese burrito. Those of you who don't know, it's a brand new thing at Taco Bell. And I didn't really know there was a real quirk about it and how it made it different than anything else. But the cheese is grilled on top. Uh, <laughs> and the combo comes with a taco... And the cinnamon uh, twist things. You usually like those? No, uh, I care about my heart, and so I usually <laughs> avoid it like a plague. So I'm gonna do, I guess, the unboxing, even though it's not a box, and it's just a dirty, disgusting. When I went there for breakfast, I think a guy like bleated at me, like kind of like a deer does. He's just like, I was like, hey, can I have a AM crunch wrap? Like, ah. I'm like that means yes, I guess so. I always, every time I'd go, if I'm, if I'm getting Taco Bell breakfast, it usually means the night before I spent the night on my bathroom floor. Like, that's usually <laughs> what that means. Yeah. I mean, I feel kind of bad because for you, it's kind of a desperation thing, but I definitely make a whole morning out of that. I'm like, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to get there before 1030 and I am going to get the best AM crunch wrap, but, or whatever, breakfast crunch wrap, whatever they call them now. And they haven't had them. The Blacksburg one is open at 8 a.m. and they don't, or 9 a.m. and they don't have breakfast. It's like, who's going to order a grilled cheese burrito at 9 a.m.? Yeah. Um, speaking of cheese, did they give you two layers of paper in case it greases yes. through the first one? Okay, excellent. Yeah. And I got to say, this is actually pretty good. The cheese on top is a little bit of a new twist. 
I, I think they just kind of melted it on there after the fact because it's basically those beefy cheese rollers, right? I would say so. Is, is the red stuff Fritos? Is that what's happening there? Yeah, I think, you know, what else would it be? It can't be, it's got to be something super processed, right? This also didn't smell good, but this tastes delicious. <laughs> I'm wondering if I'll ever see like my loved ones again, or if I'm just going to spend the rest of my life in the bathroom. <laughs> like, is that what my future has in store for me? You usually get Taco Bell or uh, any sort of fast food when you're on uh, trips with football or basketball? Chick-fil-A is our, our big one. They give to us after every game. Yeah. Um, for like our bus trips and those things are like it's one bag but it has two sandwiches chips and the fruit inside it so we're eating pretty good and so we get that as soon as the game's over go on the bus and then um if it's a if it's a game we have to fly to our bus pulls up to the airport and then they give us boston market before we get on the plane it's like yeah. a fucking, it's like this it's like the chicken and mac and cheese and potatoes and um so of course i'm a regular human being and can't eat it but then you've got like Gerard hewitt and these guys who are just like shoveling it into their gullet after the chick-fil-a too so it's it's a lot of food what have you been up to as far as you know we got the season like the schedule was released today i just got cheese everywhere <laughs> r.i.p uh but the schedule was released today uh and you know where there's not going to be but a thousand fans in attendance for these things. What does it look like for you as a content creator? How is it going to change how you do things or is, if it's going to change anything at all? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's weird because I've got to still do stuff for the social aspect of things. But then I've also got have my hand in what the show will look like in Lane stadium making the intro video and starting lineup graphics and um other like in-game elements and we're at a point usually every august is is pretty hellacious on our on our hours we're at work uh we're at work for a really long time each day um leading up to the first game so it's weird we feel like we're in that mindset now but it feels like at any second things can change and then we're going to be in a position where we don't have any fans in this stand. So we won't have to do anything for in venue content, but we also don't want to not do anything in case we, we do have it. So we're kind of in a weird spot where we want to make it because we are hopeful that we have fans. So let's say there's no fans though. Do you guys not even put anything up there at all? We don't know. We could still have replays and things like that. It, it would depend. Like if coach Fuente is like, we want, we want everything to be as normal as possible. Like we can't just say no, we can scale back a lot. Um, but the other thing that we could do is transition our, the stuff that we made that was intended just to be in Lane Stadium. And then we could put it out socially so that people are still watching the features that we shot and things like that. We can turn maybe the starting lineup stuff into score graphics that we can use on Twitter, things like that. So whatever we're creating, I think it can be repurposed for other things, if that makes sense. Worst comes to worst. Yeah. And a lot of that, what are you guys are trying to create, you did in a session, I believe it was a week and a half ago. What was that like just procedurally with players coming in and having to wear masks up until they were actually getting filmed? 
yeah, we had 80 players come through. We had never really done anything like that before. In the past, we had always broken up the, the creative content day. So our photo shoots and shooting in our Sandman, shooting green screen video, things like that. We, we would always kind of chunk it up so that we weren't taking an entire day from, from the team. We would use like three afternoons or whatever. Um, but this year we were like, we're going it all in one day. Uh, we'll knock it out. So it, it took a lot of planning on our end, on the medical staff, the actual football staff, making sure that, you know, as soon as the guys are done lifting, they're coming to us and then, you know, we're cycling them through. Yeah, the thing that was different was we sort of needed to have a plan of entry and exit and making sure everything is wiped down as soon as they're done. Um, we tried to be good about if, if we were in an enclosed room, it was only one camera person in there with them. You know, they were as far apart as they could be, um, things like that. So we were pretty cognizant about it. It, it was a it was a very long day, I will say. I was very happy when that day was over. Well, it's definitely been a long summer and a long, you know, extended spring. But I think that what a lot of people don't know is you're pretty much the guy that's mostly crafting a lot of these football videos with the help of a few other Pokevision people who I'll give you a chance to mention. But I think the thing that I really enjoy about your videos is the fact that there's always like this relevant hip hop song or rap song in the back of it. Who are your musical influences and how does that really show into your, your work? Yeah, that's a good question. The, the thing I, I actually don't like doing, I, I don't usually use a lot of songs or even artists of, of people that I, that I listen to often because I never want to, because usually when I'm working on these videos, it'll, it'll take, you know, at least a day, sometimes even more. And when you're listening to a song and you hear the same section of it 80 times in a day or something like that, it'll drive you nuts. And I never want to get to a point where I'm listening to a song like on a run or in my car or whatever. And I'm thinking of a football video I did in 2016 or something like that. So I usually yeah. avoid uh, doing that. The one cool thing we have, we, we, we got to deal with Atlantic Records of all things where it's like legal for us now to use like licensed music from artists in Atlantic Records. So before we were kind of just risking it and if, you know, it got flagged on Twitter, like the, the video would come down, but now that's no longer the case. So that's, that's pretty cool. And that kind of opens up a whole other library for us. Who even hooked that up? So we have a contract, it's with this website called Influencer, where if we have pictures of guys or videos of, of guys, whatever, uh, we can tag them in it and share it with them that way. And then they can share it on their own platforms. So we, we do that across all 20 some sports at tech and then through influencer, they signed a deal with Atlantic records and they were like, yeah, you know, you got Roddy rich and Jack Harlow and Gucci Mane and all these people that are on Atlantic records, you have access to their stuff. Gotcha. Those are a couple of my grandmother's favorite artists. And I really think that she loves hearing those in the videos. Um, and all seriousness, no. So you've been at Virginia Tech, what, seven years now? Six. Gotcha. Was making videos something that you were always really interested in growing up? Mm, no. I always, I mean, I always loved watching. Uh, I, I always loved watching movies. I loved watching sports. Um, but I, I never really thought about doing it as a career. Um, 
until honestly, whenever I got to tech, I came to tech wanting to do ACC network stuff. Um, I thought me and you were going to have this long career and we would ride off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. Now that's actually my next question. And I don't want to cut you off, but what was the moment where you were like, you know, I don't want to do broadcasting anymore. Was it because of me? It was mostly because of you. It was also one time we were doing a softball game. Um, first pitch was at four and at three fifty, uh, four of our five cameras went black. And I said, I don't think I'm going to make it to my 23rd birthday. Like, I don't <laughs> think my heart was going to be able to like keep me going. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And then around that 2017 time, I kind of began the transition full-time into creative content. Yeah. Speaking of transitions, I'm actually transitioning over to these cinnamon twists. And uh, I don't know if this is the best food to eat while recording a podcast. <laughs> the crunchiness is there. The taco was actually very good. And I got to say that the plain taco at Taco Bell is pretty solid. The Doritos Locos taco might be up there. Like when that came out, that's another one where you're like, what are they doing here? Why are they catering to the lowest common denominator? But it's I, awesome. I, I don't know how what I was, maybe eighth grade or something like that. And when that came out, like it like bended our minds. When yeah. We, when we, and then they were like, oh, and the, the cool ranch ones are coming out too. Like we were just like freaking out. Um, like every other high person in the world was just Taco Bell plus Doritos are combining into one thing. The other thing was the Mountain Dew just came out with Mountain Dew flavored Doritos, right? Do I have that wrong? I think so. I think that there's a, they used to be all part of the same thing, like Yum Brands, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, because Pepsi is, is thrown in there too. So I think that they can come out with all of these crazy things with Dorito and Taco Bell. You start talking about like the high people. I don't know if this is necessarily a, a stoner food, but if you remember when KFC came out with the double down, because they're just like, I don't <laughs> care about the well-being of Americans. And and every, I mean, they're huge in China. So I'm, I don't know if they had it there. Um, it was chicken as the buns. Yeah. With like cheese in the middle, which I don't really like fried chicken with cheese on it. I don't think uh -huh. I I like the chicken itself and the crispiness there, but uh, chicken cheese chicken. I no, there was bacon. There was bacon oh, in the middle God. of it. That's what it was because they were just like, I want you to have a coronary right now before <laughs> you leave. That's the, like the, things where they like went to like some guy's office and was just like, your deadline is in four seconds. Like give right. us give us your best pitch and he was just like chicken cheese bacon chicken and like they he like ended up having a stroke and they're just like oh we love it and then <laughs> that, guy, that guy was a real visionary and i think uh after his stroke he stayed around for a few more years and he survived long enough to come up with that donut sandwich they had and i was like all right and in my mind i was also like maybe i was just a little bit older too I was like, I will actually try this. And I think that it's gone now. And they haven't, it's not around anymore. Um, is that KFC as well? Oh, that was KFC. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, KFC and those in Taco Bells, because they have those Kentaco Bells. And if you always go to, if you're driving around, you might see the famous Kentaco Hut as the Pizza Hut, Ooh. too. Did you ever go to one of those growing up? The one in Christiansburg is, no, it's uh, KFC is across the street, but we've got, uh, Pizza Hut and Taco Bell and, and the one thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the ones with the three. 
It's it's very confusing because I think there's definitely a home team. Like you go in there and everybody's wearing the KFC. It's like, oh, I know what y'all uh, want to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is that more of a, like a South thing or is that like everywhere? I don't know, man. But I, I think that the South in general just has better food options. Not necessarily better for you. I'm going to kind of hate on your region of the country where you're from a little bit. Uh, but Western Pennsylvania and just kind of like Northern West Virginia – I it's just McDonald's everywhere and then you get down here and then it's just like the worst decisions you can make for your body but the taste is is incredible like I, I remember living in Erie for two summers and it's just McDonald's Arby's Burger King Jeez. that's it yeah that, and there's the sheets and sheets is arguably the best one I wouldn't even say arguably I think it is the best one <laughs> but uh you know talking about your broadcast experience I think one of the my favorite stories was back when I was, I think I was a junior in college and we, me and Nolan Knight were calling a game on the old Hokies Extra and you were directing and producing, which is something we did back then as, which is crazy now with just how much we built up the ACC network. But we were, Virginia Tech was playing Alcorn State on a Sunday. It was hot. Alcorn State was bad and it's you know they're, they don't have as many resources as Virginia Tech and ACC school does who was by the way not very good that year and we get to about I don't know it probably was like 17 to 7 in the fifth inning and I said in my in on the broadcast I was like well let's just say John, Johnson's only one strike out away from the golden sombrero and I could not focus for the next four innings because you were laughing so hard. Do you remember that? I do. I remember it quite well. Um, yeah, I just – I don't know if I was just, like, delirious. Like, if you watch that much bad college baseball in a row, and it, it, like, your, like, mind begins to just, like, melt um, where anything's funny. But that, I just thought that was so funny. Um, I don't know why. I'd, I don't think I'd ever heard of it up until that point. Yeah, because uh -huh. there's the golden and then there's the platinum. Platinum, I think, is four times – Okay. something like that striking out that many times in a game which i haven't <laughs> called baseball in a while i should know but i think another funny thing about that game was the fact that one we almost got smacked by a foul ball just in the middle of the broadcast because of where the old booth was the backstop wasn't high enough and i mean it almost hit us it just hit the rim and i think we were so out of it that day that we were just like oh it almost hit us <laughs> and then the, the the craziest part is the fact that alcorn state was losing so bad and it was their getaway day that the game was called because they had to catch a flight in like the sixth or seventh inning i would love to see what i like i would love to just sit in a in a broadcast don't tell eric fry that because i actually don't want to do that but uh <laughs> i would like to see like just how far things have come on and honestly god it's been three years like in reality that doesn't seem like a very long time but in in uh, terms of what tech has gotten since then, um, it, it's an entire lifetime. I think you said something interesting to me last week, and I, I kind of wanted to revisit it, where you said one particular shot that you could have had that would have been just an amazing thing uh, for Virginia Tech just to put on our social. and But I wanted you to talk a little bit more about that with Ahmed Hill versus Duke. And maybe if you had any more moments like that where you had the perfect shot and then the play just didn't matriculate the way you wanted to. Yeah, that's definitely the one 
that I wish I had. You always get stuff like that um, several times a game, no matter what you're shooting. Like, you'll always have that, oh, you, if only, like, the, the pass was a little bit shorter and, you know, you get uh, Trey Turner catching the ball and he's, he's right in front of you. But the one you're talking about was it comes down, honestly, to the last play. It's his inbounds play. Um, J-Rob throws it up. Ahmed Hill goes up. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's going to dunk this on Zion, and we're going to go to the Elite Eight. Um, At least overtime. That was to tie it up. Okay, okay. And I see it, and it, it all happens so fast. And, like, the whole time I'm, I'm so busy worried about making sure everything's going to be in focus and, you know, everything like that. Um, so I, it took me a couple of seconds afterwards to process, like, what had happened. You know, did he get fouled, anything like that. But, yeah, he missed that shot, and just that, that crowd went nuts. And it's a neutral site game, but there were so many Duke fans there. Um, it, it felt like we were in Cameron. So let's talk about more painful things, like your first dog dying. Yeah, and... absolutely. <laughs> My parents got divorced. <laughs> let's just keep talking. How did you deal with that? No, I – are there any of those huge games or huge moments uh, since you've been here that you've actually been pretty proud of yourself that you've been able to get a great shot of? Some of it involves Coach Foster from this past season. We got a shot at him walking with his grandson. We honored him at the, I believe it was the Wake Forest game, was, his, was, the, was the game that we did his whole like, celebration and we got a shot of him walking um, out of the tunnel with his grandson. And I think he picked his like grandson up to like hit the hokey stone um, on their way out to the field. That was, that was really cool. Yeah. Things like that were awesome. And then just, I was, my first two years were coach Beamer's last two years here. Um, and he couldn't be a nicer person. Um, so any, any production that we've done with him since then has, has been awesome. And, um getting to know him a little bit um you know he he couldn't be a nice person um he always loves the stuff you know that that we put together he's coming in and out of the office even still today who do you think is one of the best athletes not just with football but just with anything at Virginia Tech that's been kind of the more photogenic and the guy that can kind of light it up and make good content for you Terrell was definitely one of those people Ahmed Hill was one um, Reggie Floyd, Trey Turner. It's, it's like in the time that I've been here, it, Hendon's, Hendon is pretty good with it, but like we haven't had like that flashy like quarterback who's like, you know, ready to go with those type of things. But um, we've also kind of get sometimes the coaching staff doesn't always want to put, you know, the quarterbacks front and center a lot of the time. So we kind of uh, don't get to spotlight them as much, but I would say Terrell, Ahmed, and Reggie are probably in the top three of of guys who fit that mold. What made them so good, though? Their personalities. Um, anytime you put a camera on them, they would smile real big. Um, it, it's hard for personalities to come across, I think, because you could have that personality on the on the practice field where all of those guys were really intense, um, and they were all really good at what they did. Um, and it's not, especially for college kids, it's not as easy for that to translate over into video. It, it, the, people aren't always comfortable with a camera in their face. Um, and for whatever reason, you put um, 
you know, turn the camera on and pointed at them, they lit up and they were awesome. Did you ever get to finish your whole uh, burrito box? What's the verdict here? Um, I'm not eating these. These have been staring at me almost like in a menacing way. It's almost been like threatening. Um, so I will not eat those. Um, it was good. If I have to, what's our, what's our like uh, rating system? Let's go one out of 10. Okay. I don't have any sponsors yet, but I think one day I will. Maybe I'll have like a rating system that's actually sponsored. I would give this, I would give this a four out of 10. A four? Yeah. That's pretty Just modest because, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of like, you know, where this podcast can go. And I don't want, I don't want this to be like, this is an eight out of 10. And it's like <laughs> one of the most disgusting things that I've ever consumed. And like, you could be on here, you know, in two months and like eating like filet mignon and you'd be like, <laughs> well, the Taco Bell was a seven out of 10. So this has to be at least a 14 out of 10. So I, I want to give you a little bit of room uh, to play with. Okay. Uh, on the scale. So oh, I appreciate, I appreciate that. I would give it about a six. Wow. Honestly, like I, I think the burrito also more, more importantly with Taco Bell and I, and I feel with this in the past, you can't eat it like later. You got to eat it right then. So right. as soon I, I went out to get it, I, I like rushed home to make sure I could eat it. And it was still pretty warm. So I think that was a big part of it is that it still had that like fresh out of whatever the Bluefield Virginia Taco Bell was making it with. Also, there was a lady hacking in there. Like I could hear her. So that, maybe that knocked it down at least a couple points for me. Um, I digress. The burrito was pretty good with the cheesiness. And I think there's a little bit of rice in there. Um, taco is just run of the mill. And these cinnamon twists, I, I, I guess I'm not really being fair to them because I would ask you questions and as soon as I, you start going into this really nice point or story, it's just right with, <laughs> with the crunchiness. But yeah, I, I appreciate you ranking it low so we can move up higher. What's uh, usually a Mexican food guy anyway? Yeah, I'm not super picky. Um, I mean, yeah, Cabo is one of my favorite places to eat in Blacksburg. I'm a big Elrods guy. Um, I don't do well with like super spicy stuff. Um, I mean, even with this, like, again, my loved ones may not see me until November, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll eat pretty much damn near anything. What'd you guys eat growing up a lot? Uh, I came from a large Italian family. So pasta for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, pretty much. Um, yeah, spaghetti, meatballs, um, grilled chicken. It's pretty much how we, how we got down. Is there something that you usually avoid food-wise? vegetables i'm not real big into those fruits i hate um i try to get better at it like i try to have an apple every now and then or things like that just so i can you know tell my body i still love it but um it's just not good i would rather i would rather eat anything else i'd rather eat cinnamon sticks you don't cook that much right no not really I, i'm trying i'm trying to get better at it um, it's one thing that I want to be able to do. The bad thing about cooking is, and I know you have an air fryer and you're better than all of us, but uh, <laughs> just takes so long. You know what I mean? Like it, it takes so long to do. And um, I don't know. I'm just kind of being a baby about it. I, I kind of, I thought that too, cause I, I, you know, I'm pretty proud of my growth. This is a podcast about me, by the way. Uh, you gotta be careful when you say I'm proud of my growth. You, you get arrested in like nine states or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> As it pertains to cooking. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, as it pertains to cooking. So, no, oh, the police are at my door. 
um, as it pertains to cooking, I like when I was like 21, I'm 25 now. When I was 21. I would just, I found out that you could broil nachos and I was like, this is what I'm going to eat all the time. I'll just put them in the oven. And now like, since I've gotten an air fryer and I just, I honestly out of sheer boredom, I've learned to cook a lot. And also with, with broadcasting a lot, at least in Bluefield, we don't have a spread and I cannot, I can't just see myself eating fast food every single day. Now I like it, but I, I had to go home. And it's like, I got to learn how to do something because otherwise, I mean, we have nothing. At least at Virginia Tech, you get subs or like a big ass cookie from, <laughs> <laughs> from uh, Panera or, you know, whatever we're having that day. What do we usually at? Witch Witch. Witch Witch is a big one. Zoe's Kitchen, I think, is a big one. Yeah. Zoe's Kitchen – I, I maybe I'm I'm just not that sold on it. It's been years now, and I don't think they care what I think, obviously. But it's just vinegar. It's, everything is just vinegary. We won't expect them to be the uh, sponsor on your uh, ranking mm-hmm. system, then. I guess. <laughs> oh, this is brought to you by Zoe's Kitchen. Everything we have here is made of olives. We're like, ah, okay. Eighteen dollars. Yeah, it's like enjoy your kebab. It's like this is. I'm eating this at lunch. This is cool. Uh, no, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I encourage you to at least look into that air fryer is pretty dope though. You got to go into that a little bit because I broke mine. I used it so much. Um, and I'm getting a new one and I, I just got an indoor grill as well, which by the way, did you know those things come with like a little disclaimer that says this may cause cancer. And oh. I'm just like, I'm just leaning into it. I was like, something's going to kill me. And if it's grilling, You're talking about like the, uh, the George Foreman grills. It's it's a it's kind of a step up from that. I think George Foreman would be the grandfather to this. Okay. This is the Ninja Ninja Foodie Grill, and uh, I hope that they listen in. I can get a sponsorship. Okay, so I think that this is a good place to move into this little segment. I'm trying to come up with called roast them or toast them. Roast them means you don't like them. Toast them, not as in throw bread into the toaster, but toast them like yeah. Cheers. So. Here we go. Roast them or toast them? Fried pickles. Uh, roast. Really? You don't like them? Uh, Why not? I don't know. I don't, I don't like how they look, which is, a, which is a big thing. If I think something looks like uglier than hell, like I'm not, I'm not about to eat it. Um, and are they like, are they crunchy on the outside and then like juicy on the inside? Is that how that works? Yeah. So, I, you know, and you know what? I just asked you this. Like you had some sort of story to it. It was like, I was at the pool one day and the kid that made fun of me was, and he pushed me in and he was eating fried pickles the whole time. I was like, why not? He's like, cause I don't like them. Like, okay. Um, yeah. Sharkies has the ones that are spears and I really, really love oh. Sharkies, but I prefer the little like a disc. Yeah, yeah. The chips are a little bit better. Uh, roast them or toast them with Wawa. Uh, roast they're the sheets rival so we have to say roast even though i've probably been to one twice in my life what's up with this kind of regionalism rivalry with pennsylvania and their gas stations because sheets is western wawa's more philly yeah i think it just i think it kind of boils down to that where you kind of you, the logos could be swapped and, and people would still fight for those just because people from Pittsburgh don't like people from Philly and vice versa. Why is that? Who cares? Uh, people from Philly are disgusting and dirty, I think. 
the city of Philadelphia is also not going to rank your, it's not going to be the sponsor on your ranking. No, system. I tell you what though, I asked that and I'm like, why? And then, and then everything in my life up until like I went to college, I just thought Nova, Northern Virginia was just a different state, which it is moving on to the next one. Uh, roast them or toast them. I think I might have an idea where you're going to go with this Buffalo wild wings. I would toast Buffalo wild wings. Wow. That's an upset actually. Yeah. We hold that near and dear to our hearts. Um, it's, it's a common lunch destination uh, for the people who work at Hokie Vision. Um, I, I like the, the updated one here in Blacksburg. Um, they recently moved buildings and um, now they give you your food. I imagine how people in jail are served their food where it's just like a steel flat slab that they throw on your table in front of you and they just say eat. Um, so that's, I mean, the atmosphere really kind of sells it. So I would say toast to uh, buffalo wild wings they just demolished the old one yeah did you see that that? yeah Yeah. i went in there one day and i guess you were in florida it was my senior year and i had called in i'm like hey it's acc championship i didn't i didn't tell them that they knew but i was like can i have 20 or whatever 40 wings i got friends coming over like sure when do you need them i was like five hours from now i go in to pick up said wings and the waitress, and I'm sure every time I tell this story, it gets to be a more astronomical number. But the waitress said, oh, no, uh, we ran out of wings. And I, like, look at the title of the place. I'm like, Buffalo Wild. Yeah. And they said somebody ordered 20,000 wings. No. That's, that's astronomical, right? There's no way that anybody could do that. I mean, like, unless it was like, I don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't even, is someone buying it for an entire team or something like that yeah and they were i was like well what was the point of me calling in so i got cookout that night and missed the first drive well daniel thank you man uh this has been awesome um i'm really glad that i got you on as a guest you're one of my best friends and i was excited to eat taco bell with you albeit virtually but uh thanks for joining us on you want to split that absolutely uh next time yeah maybe we'll be in person we can cheers our our tacos uh in unison that'd be great Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much.